is because they don't even respect their opinion in the first place. And, and that's a problem. When you don't respect the person you're dealing with, the person you're living with, the person you're sharing responsibilities with, whenever there is a problem, that's when everything will start to show. That when you can't even sit down and talk to that person to try to fix your problems, that's already a sign showing that the person doesn't even respect you in the first place. Hello beautiful people and welcome back to another episode on the Good Life Podcast with me Noor and with me Ustaz Mizi Wahid. Thank you so much for joining us in another beautiful and soulful episode and we hope you're doing well. You know, we truly do appreciate your time and your effort in listening to the episodes week after week. Thank you so much. Yeah. It's been a while for me. <laughs> Um, I last recorded an episode for The Good Life. Uh, but thank you, Noor, for continuing and doing the episodes uh, on your own and with some guests. I think we've had some amazing guests also along the way the last few months. Uh, I hope the pandemic has been um, something that everyone has been able to mm -hmm. deal with positively uh, in your own ways. And uh, I hope that this new episode and the ones coming soon will be able to keep you company from here on. Yeah, inshallah. And, you know, don't forget to also give us a follow on whichever podcast platform that you're listening this from to get the notification on the episode releases. And it would be so great if you could give us a good review as well, which would definitely help to bump us up in the podcast chart so that more people will be able to listen to this channel. Yes. Yeah. So, you know, in today's episode, we're going to be talking about respect in the modern society, mm. right? And what this actually looks like. Yeah. So, you know, respect is something that is of but, great importance. But we you know, I just realized something. My shirt says yeah. respect. Oh my it God, says, you're wearing a shirt. <laughs> it's so coincidental. It says, uh, earn that respect. Earn that respect. Gain that trust. I love it. Where do you get it from? I bought this in the Philippines. Oh, nice. Yeah. Oh my God. It's totally like aligned to our episode. <laughs> did, did you like, intentionally no, do that? I did not. I, did not. <laughs> I just realized it, yeah. Okay, cool. Nice, nice. That's so cool. <laughs> but respect is something that is definitely very important in, in our relationships. Yeah. And we all have relationships with different people. But the, the odd thing sometimes, Nor, I feel, is that a lot of people, they want to be respected. Some of them even mm -hmm. demand respect. But uh, it doesn't seem to go both ways. It seems like they ask for yeah. it, but they they're not so willing to, to give it. Uh, and I, I think yeah. that's, yeah. that's where a lot of the problems in relationships stem from, that they cannot even fix the problems because they don't even respect the person that they're dealing with in the first place. So, yeah. yeah. Respect, you know, it is something that goes two ways, right? And you know, in any relationship, it has to be it has to be mutual. Mm. Respect has to be mutual. Trust has to be mutual. You know, understanding has to be mutual. Communication has to be mutual, mm -hmm. right? If just one person is doing the work, whereas the other person's just feeling this very you know entitled mm -hmm. sort of air, like you know, I demand respect, and you you owe me respect, and they aren't even aware of. Um, you know, the, the inner wounds or, you know, any negativity they're projecting out there and just demanding respect, then 
it's not it's not going to be healthy, right? We're not going to be um, you know creating a culture that fosters um, respect and harmony among each other. Yeah, I feel like the problem with disrespect in society now has spread quite widely. Um, you see it happening. Mm-hmm. In schools, teachers now are complaining that more and more their students, sometimes as young as, you know, in primary school, elementary school, they do not respect their teachers anymore. If you remember the times yeah. when we were in school, we were so scared of our teachers, even worse, our principals. <laughs> yeah. Like today, they don't yeah. really care that much. They they will they will say nasty things. They will yell and scream at you. Um, so we want to try to see as much as we can where the root of the problem lies. Mm-hmm, yeah, because, you know, like all these symptoms, right, you know, you see people rebelling, not wanting to be able to respect one another. These are just symptoms, mm-hmm. right? And you cannot treat the symptoms unless you know what is actually causing all these behaviors and all these, you know, mental narratives that, you know, keep pulling people in th- into this cycle of disrespect towards each other. Yeah. Right. So, you know, respect is something that is super, super important, right? Because it is something that surrounds us on many levels. It's something that, you know, affects every single aspect of the relationships that we have in our lives, you know, both in our personal and professional lives as well. It is something that underpins social equality. And it's something that societies need to have in order to flourish. And, you know, for me, you know, I was thinking about, you know, what respect actually means to me. Mm. I feel that it is about compassionately honoring a person's feelings and needs. Mm. You know, it is about acknowledging the value and the uniqueness of other people, you know, being mindful of their feelings. It is um, about being connection focused, right? About making sure that, you know, certain groups of people are not being marginalized or being excluded. It's about trying to put yourself in their position, you know, and understanding like, you know, what are their boundaries, their standards. Mm. And I feel that it is also about reflecting on your own self, like looking back at your own self, you know, what is the level of respect that you are showing yourself, right? So I feel that it involves, you know, different prongs, different levels of like, you know, self-respect comes into play, um, showing the respect for others, you know, having empathy towards other people, all these factors, I feel it helps to create, you know, that healthy climate of respect. Mm. You see, whenever there is no respect in a relationship, in a marriage, that's something I see very often. Uh, it makes mm-hmm. it harder for couples to fix problems in their relationship. Because yeah. what I get normally is that, you know, let's say a wife says, you know, he's, she's trying to um, resolve an issue, a misunderstanding, perhaps an argument that, he, that she has with her husband. The husband comes mm-hmm. to me, you know, says, you know, I can't talk to my wife anymore. And I notice that the reason why the other party doesn't really want to listen even to the yeah. point of their partner is because they don't even respect their opinion in the first place. And, mm. and that's a problem. When you don't respect the person you're dealing with, the person you're living with, the person you're sharing responsibilities with, whenever there is a problem, that's when everything will start to show. That when you can't even sit down and talk yeah. to that person to try to fix your problems, that's already 
a sign showing that the person doesn't even respect you in the first place. They don't even want to give you the time of day. They don't want to give you even, you know, 10 minutes of their time because they think it's a waste of time. Like you have nothing to offer. Your, your inputs don't add value to our relationship. That these are all signs that the person doesn't even respect you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. You know, like respect is the foundation of every strong and healthy relationship. And as you mentioned, like if there is no respect, mm-hmm. it's gonna be hard, you know, for you know, let's say if a partner does not respect um their partner, it's gonna be hard for them to actually sit down and be open and be vulnerable in wanting to, you know, share how they're feeling on the inside, in wanting to even listen, um, you know, what the other party has got to say, right? So everything everything that will be coming through their ears would just be to them, you know, they'd just be putting on the defense walls and be like, no, you know, you're not right, you're not right. It's more of a me versus you kind of thing that's going on Mm -hmm. instead of us against the issue. So I feel that that's what usually happens in relationships where it lacks respect for each other. Another problem that I think arises when there is no respect is that there will be difficulty in trying to love that partner of yours. Mm -hmm. How can you love someone that you don't respect? Yeah. And how can you feel loved from someone you're not getting respect from? Yeah. For example, for example, someone comes to you and says, Noor, I love you. But at the same time, they're always disrespecting you with very hurtful things that they say to your face. That your, your brain cannot just accept that. Right? Mm-hmm. It, it cannot make sense of it. Like, wait, wait a minute. This guy says that he loves me, but then he treats me this way. Yeah. I, I don't get it, right? Yep. So, so um, that's, that's really the issue. Yeah. That, and, because there's like so much yeah. misalignment, right? Between like, yeah, you know, exactly. what... Yeah, between like, you know, what they they are saying to you. Like, you know, for example, you know, they can say, I love you, you know, you are my world, I'll do anything for you. But, you know, the actions actually prove otherwise. You know, mm-hmm. like, you know, in the post, in one of our posts on the Good Life Podcast social media, you know, we, we wrote, you know, someone can want you, but they may not be ready for you, right? They may say things like, I love you and I want to be with you, but the actions prove that I am not ready to be with you i'm not ready to come on board that commitment level and to go on this you know relationship journey with you right essentially they don't have that capacity to want to go on this journey with you and it really Mm. speaks a lot about you know the individual right and you know starts in your experience what are, are there certain you know factors that actually lead to you know an individual losing respect um, for their own partner? Well, if 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 it's something that was not innate inside of them, meaning they did not grow up in an environment where they always saw people disrespecting each other, then sometimes it could have been uh, a more recent thing that happened in the relationship. For example, you may lose respect from your partner if your partner did something that was a complete no-no to you. Mm-hmm. Like you always believe that your partner shouldn't be do some be doing something. They did it. They made that mistake, or they committed that wrongdoing. Yeah, you lose respect. You lose trust. Uh, you lose respect. But again, it could also stem from something a lot more deep rooted. Yeah, like since you were a child, you've always seen your father disrespecting your mother, and you not knowing, you know, um, what is the difference between. My father speaking to my mom like this, and my mm-hmm. fa- another another person's father speaking to the mom differently. Like 
to you, whatever you see every day becomes your norm. And, and so you assume that it's okay. You assume that this is how I should speak to a woman when I grow up. Mm, yeah. and, and that's where it continues. You know, the disrespect just continues because you think it's normal to be this way. Mm. And so it's unfortunate because you no, know, the other concern I normally see is that when a, a daughter grows up in an environment, she thinks it's okay for a man to talk to her like that. Mm-hmm. It's okay for a man to disrespect her like that because she always saw her mom being treated that way and her mom just taking it in and never really doing anything about it. Yeah. And so it's the problem is very deep-rooted and it, it's going to be very difficult to unlearn a lot of those things. So. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, you know, this there is a huge growing problem in the society of disrespect out there. And, you know, this is something that is happening a lot in, you know, relationships between children and adolescents and adults, right? And I feel that a lot of times, you know, we need to go back at what is going on at home, right? What are the kind of conversations the kind of experiences that we are seeing at home, right? Because, you know, you know some of the stereotyping kind of um, statements that I hear, like, you know, for example, um, stop being a girl or you have to man mm. up or, you know, you're too, you're too feminine, you're too masculine. Yeah, I think that one is, again, another problem. So, you know, just now we spoke about childhood, right? Yeah. So childhood starts from home. So that's one problem, one source. The next is when they go and meet their friends and then their friends say certain things and then they start to think it's okay to also say such things to people who look a certain way or people who dress a certain way or people mm-hmm. of certain skin colour yeah. or people of the opposite gender uh, or people who are less masculine than they think they should be. Yeah. Um, so this respect just uh, grows from there. The moment you think something is tolerated as a joke, for example, mm-hmm. something is tolerated as just teasing, for example, yeah. um, then, you know, you're going to continue doing it because yeah. there's this presumption that it's okay, it's fine. It's yeah. it's, it's not serious. Yeah. You know, this, this thing with jokes is right. You know, people think that, yeah, I know it's nothing serious. It's just... It's just something that's funny. People should just enjoy it, right? And just be entertained um, by it. But the thing is that behind every single so-called joke, there is that underlying truth, you know, that Mm. people need to really think about, you know, where is that coming from? Because, you know, all these things that we verbalize, it does not come out from thin air. It comes Mm. out from somewhere. And if you were to track all the way back, it goes back to that belief system that you have within you, right? How are you then mm. seeing yourself? How are you seeing people out there? How do you judge people out there, right? So I feel that people need to really take it seriously, you know, in terms of the kind of conversations that they have with people, you know, even with their friends, the kind of jokes that they have, they really need to like reflect upon the kind of, you know, words that they use. How are yeah. they, you know, you seeing other people, you know? And I feel that the essence of, you know, stereotype it's generalization, mm-hmm. right? And yeah. generalization, it's very dangerous, especially because we are living in a multi-ethnic society, right? Mm. And when people generalize, it becomes this very negative cloud, right? It becomes very deeply entrenched in the belief systems of people. And it turns problematic, mm. you know, because people then continue to lack the insight 
and the perspective to be able to see other people's beliefs because of the you know the bubble that they actually built for themselves right essentially they're living in this bubble and they think that everything they do or say is right right and then they they find people who actually confirm that belief essentially living in an echo chamber which is not exactly. healthy exactly yeah it's a very good point because you know we we were all created different uh and god says this in the quran you know that uh we were created male and female mm-hmm. uh and we were created into different tribes and groups and god says that so that we can get to know each other uh lita arafu and we when we surround ourselves constantly by people who look like us who speak like us who think like us we are not growing as a human race you know like we are mm-hmm. like what you said living in our own uh, bubble and when everyone looks the same talks the same jokes the same way uh, we start to think that it's okay we start to think that yeah. the, the others are lesser than us in some way if if all men sit together and keep talking about women then we're going to think that uh, women don't know any better for example mm-hmm. and and women deserve to be spoken to like that because this is how we talk to each other and so it it can get dangerous in that sense uh we need to be uh more mindful yeah absolutely absolutely it's so important you know to be aware of you know all these things that we are really unconsciously you know projecting out into the world right and you know this reminds me of um this concept of implicit bias which is actually um you know stereotypes that affect our understanding our actions and our decisions in an unconscious manner right and i feel that one of it um it, it starts from home right what are the things that we are learning from home the kind of stereotypes that you know we learn from home be it in you know gender culture racial um sexual right because the thing is that parents play such an important important role in shaping the the beliefs and the minds of kids you know young innocent kids and you know parents they help to mold how children will learn how to respect themselves mm-hmm. and other people because the thing is that children right they do what parents do they don't do what yeah. parents say you know parents yourself you know that you can tell the child do not do this <laughs> but a lot of times you know they will try to rebel and a lot of times they will see whether is daddy mummy actually doing what they actually saying or they just mm-hmm. trying to tell me that i need to do something because i need to do something reminds reminds me of a phone call i got once about this lady she said i mean she was talking to me about another problem but eventually she asked me a side question and the side question was starts is it okay for me to leave my family whatsapp group and i say why she said because my parents uh you know they like to make derogatory remarks about people of other races mm-hmm. uh and yeah. they use the the labels that are very unpleasant and mean and and then when i tell them hey it's not okay and i'm not comfortable when you use such terms to people of other race and then my mom or my dad would say something like um it's okay what it's just between us so they they're trying mm. to insist they they defending their actions they're not even trying to oh, oh sorry 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 i think we yeah i think we should stop instead they they defend yeah. it and they say it's okay what is this between us we're not really saying it in front of people but if you do it so often yeah. uh when you are out there will be this biasness in your head that 
you know, if, if you see someone of a certain skin color in trouble, you, you may say, I don't want to help that person. Why? Because you've been mm -hmm. programming your yeah. mind to think that they are lesser than you, therefore they deserve less attention and less help from you. Yes. You know, and, and this is for this person who spoke to me. She is enlightened enough to realize. What about the other family members inside the chat group who think it's also okay now? Mm -hmm. Like you're just making things worse. Yeah. And so, yeah, definitely parents have a big role to play. Yeah, yeah. You know, I think that's the excuse that a lot of people say that, oh, you know, it's just at home. It's just between us. So it's just, you know, within the four walls. Nobody were here. But the thing is that, you know, all these um, mental narratives, right, that we keep repeating to ourselves will be the very reality that we live in, right? It will then yeah. be very hard for us to then separate um, what we should be saying, what we should be thinking and what we should not be thinking. Because after a while, I've been, you know, so conditioned to, you know, all these narratives, we feel that, hey, it's just a normal thing, right? We don't see anything wrong with that. And that's when it becomes a huge problem, when we don't see anything wrong with, you know, um, developing all these stereotypes, the prejudices, you know, uh, um, against, you know, other races and gender and stuff like that. Right. So mm -hmm. in homes, generally speaking, gender is one of the most salient, you know, when we have interactions with each other. So, you know, in a study done, um, parents actually demonstrate that the most you know, important thing that they believe for boys is, guess what? Intelligence. Right. So they were really? asked things. Yeah. You know, <laughs> right. <laughs> they were asked things like, is my son smart? You know, is my son intelligent? Is my son going to be, you know, in a good and prosperous career? And guess what? For the girls, surprise, surprise. <laughs> it's about appearance. <laughs> oh. It's about appearance, you know. They will ask things like, you know, is my daughter pretty enough? You know, is my daughter beautiful enough and attractive enough to find a man who will come, you know, and complete her and uh, stuff like that, right? Um, and another thing, there is that sex segregation of chores, you know. So girls would do the traditionally girl chores like cleaning up, you know, cooking, making the bed, you know, taking care of their siblings if they have younger siblings. And the boys will do the traditionally boy chores like the heavy lifting, you know, fixing of, you know, faulty items in the house or whatever not, right? And, and if you notice, even in the conversations, you know, with girls, it's about shaping them to be nurturous, you know, being polite, you know, being ladylike. And for the boys, right, you know, it's all about play, where they are allowed to be crude, you know, rough, joke around, and sometimes even curse, right? And mm. think that these disruptive behaviours, they take up verbal space, which is then rewarded in adulthood, which is not okay, right? You know, and when gender stereotypes are not being addressed properly, it becomes a huge societal issue. Like, you know, for example, you know, women are being put down for being vocal and speaking their truth, and they are seen as being, you know, oversensitive and just being emotional, whereas men are applauded and seen as assertive when they do speak their truth. Yeah, it's true. I think I, I, I can, I mean, I sit in many meetings and I notice what you're saying is true. You, you, you probably don't see people voicing it, but you can sense that when a lady voices the opinion, there are some who probably don't like it or don't like it when it's too long or she talks too long <laughs> or, or maybe at some point also even cringe, which I'm uh, just, you don't need to, you know, which yeah. you can, you can feel the disrespect even though it is not shown explicitly, but you can feel it. And 
some something's wrong there and mm-hmm. we need to we need to change it now. Yeah, absolutely because you know this actually sends a very powerful message about whose voices are actually more important, right? And this, you know, breeds that culture of, you know, disempowered women and, you know, entitled narcissistic men out there. And you know what, you know, being in that kind of, you know, the stereotypical kind of household for the longest time, it can become challenging but not impossible. Right to undo the socialization of those twenty to twenty-five years of being conditioned to think and act a certain way, you know, which mm. is why you know I strongly believe that inequality of knowing and doing it begins at home. It begins at home, right? It begins with, you know, the the platforms that these kids and individuals are exposed to. That then helps to shape their belief systems, which is why you know it is important that individuals have been shaped to understand the relationship between these three important ideas, and it is responsibility, accountability, and consequences. Right. So you know if you are a parent, you can tell your child this. Right. You are responsible to behave in a certain way, and I am going to hold you accountable for your behavior, and there will be consequences if you don't take responsibility for it. And you、True. know if this has to be, there has to be like this consistent zero tolerance policy. Of disciplining a child who shows disrespect, you know, to their parents or the adults or the peers, right? They need to be called out, and you know, for the rest of us who are not raising, you know, young children,、um, it's important to know, you know, this concept of, you know, having responsibility, being accountable to your emotions, and knowing that there will be consequences if you were to act a certain way, right? It's about holding ourselves to the highest regards, to the highest standards. It and being、mm-hmm. accountable to all those actions because you know it will then only create a, a culture of and a society of respect. You know when we stop the outrages and bad behavior in both children and in adults. Yeah, exactly. So it's it's a long、uh, process.、Uh, lots of work that needs to be done in this area、mm-hmm. uh, of teaching and. Helping ourselves to also unlearn some of the bad、uh, habits that we have been practicing,、mm-hmm. some of the misconstrued、yeah. understanding when it comes to what is permissible, what is not, what is acceptable, what is not, what is a joke, what is not,、yeah. what is being friendly, and what is being, you know, what is harassment, you、yeah. know, like <laughs> all these things we, we don't even know, like.、Um, What which is which? Because maybe the TV shows that we watch, maybe it is because of、uh, what we normally say to people close to us, and we think it's okay to、mm-hmm. say it outside. Yeah. So that's the challenge. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Not just you know from homes.、Um, there's a lot that the external environment that we immersed in that also plays a huge part in you know breeding that culture of disrespect among each other, right? You know, be it from our peers, the media, the counterculture heroes that encourages such disrespectful behavior, because there is still you know that constant stereotyping and profiling of certain groups of people. You know, you see it even in locally produced shows. You know, like you know, for example, I watch those Malay dramas, and they tend 
tend to portray mm-hmm. the women as being the submissive ones, the disempowered ones, and the husbands are like, you know, I am Swami. <laughs> I am the <laughs> husband. You listen to me. <laughs> yeah. And I don't, I don't know. I just cringe when I watch such shows because there's just way too many of such shows that actually portray women being, you know, timid and that they have no power and control over their own lives. And I feel that it just sends a very unhealthy message to, you know, women yeah. out there and to allow them to just, uh, you know, this is my fate, you know, I just radar and just, just stay in a relationship, right? Yeah, and some, some people, because as a no stars, I get a lot of questions that are more religious-based. Uh, and, and a lot of times I get a question they say that usually when they are being disrespected at home in a relationship, uh, the the people who disrespect them mm-hmm. claim that it's it's part of their religious obligation to to lead this way or to speak this way, and it's part of their religious obligation to to not um, counter anything, yeah. to, to just accept it, and and that's really another issue. Uh, when I get questions and people say Ustaz, is it true that this is part of religion and i'm like i've never heard that before mm-hmm. in all of my studies and my readings and then when i dig deeper actually these are actually lines that are set inside some tv shows <laughs> yeah. uh over and over again and so do, they also they also cannot remember when they picked it up but it's so uh common that it, it, it gets embedded into their minds and they start to think that oh memang macam gini lah we as women, we must always just take it like this, you know. Uh, and, and, and so that's that's really the problem. It gives men also the license to continue to disrespect mm-hmm. when that shouldn't be the way. Because they think, oh, yeah, look look at all the shows. Didn't we watch that movie together? Didn't you see how the guy was like? And then, you know, yeah. uh, of course, not all of them would say it like that. But subconsciously, they've already picked it up. Yeah, yeah. And when you watch way too many of such episodes that have all like, you know, very similar trends and messaging, you think that, uh-huh, you know, this is the way that it should be. And this is how um, a healthy marriage or relationship is supposed to be, right? And these are not healthy narratives at all. It's not healthy at all. And, you know, you also see the rise of, you know, this respectful culture going on. It's also because of the advent of digitalization, right? Because it gives more avenues for people to express meanness and, you know, all these stereotypes out there. You know, just go to YouTube, you know, you go to the the comments section and you'll be able to see, right, sexist, racist and nasty comments that people just type away. So many. I mean, I've, I've seen so many. You, just, you go to any YouTube video, you look at the comments, oh my goodness, it's very distasteful, a lot of the comments, and you, you, you clearly see the kind of mindset and mentality. Again, this, this reminds me of like, you know, what we know of the keyboard warrior thing, because everybody's hiding behind some, you know, fake picture or fake name, and they think they can say whatever they want, and oh man, it's just so problematic. Yeah, it is. It is. And there is, you can observe really, there's so much hate and negativity around. It isn't hard to actually find. <laughs> it isn't hard to find. And I feel that, you know, when people aren't actually aware, they don't, when they don't develop this inner filter on what is the truth, 
and what is not the truth. You know, they tend to make all these, you know, voices and all these opinions that they hear out there and they make it their own inner voice. And they feel that that is how you know, they should be looking at their self, their, their own selves. That is how they should be judging other people. And it's just not right because it's cre- it creates a whole lot of chaos in the society, right? It creates that culture of bullying and, you know, disrespect, and it proliferates, you know, this profound sense of isolation, alienation, and disconnection that a lot of people actually feel out there. You know, and you can see that, you know, there has also been a rise in the number of, you know, suicide cases that people actually commit suicide because they've been bullied online. And it's and it's crazy. And it's crazy. Can you imagine, like, how significant of an impact, you know, those People see it as just words, but they are not words, right? You'll never mm. truly know what a person is going through and how they are making sense of those words that's being out there and how it actually affects, you know, the, the mental health condition right now. And especially with what we're going through right now, you know, a global pandemic, we already have so much stress and anxiety. We don't need any much more of that hate and negativity out there. It just mm-hmm. it just creates this whole ball of anxiety and stress and ugh, it's crazy, right? And I feel yeah. that you know this is something that really affects even businesses because when individuals aren't in a good place, where they don't you know see themselves in high regard, where they have low moral and low self worth, it makes it hard for them to focus. It affects the productivity mm-hmm. of businesses. You know, it affects mm-hmm. also like, you know, in, in relationships as well, right? It affects everything around us. Yeah. So, Nora, what do you think our listeners can, you know, perhaps start to do in wh- whatever position they're in? They could be a single woman listening to this. Mm-hmm. They could be the only girl in the family listening to this. They could be the only girl in the workplace listening to this. Yeah. They could be a father. They could be a man. They could be a young man growing up, getting married soon. Mm-hmm. Like, what are some of the things that we can do to start to fix this societal problem right now with regards to respect? Maybe we can share two or three tips, yeah. you know, practical stuff. You know, for me, I feel first and foremost, if you want to see change out there in the world and society, it has to come from you first, right? You know, because as an individual, that is within your control. I mean, it's great if you want to change the world out there, but mm-hmm. it has to start with you first, right? Being aware of what are the biases or the stereotypes that you have within. Because, you know, each and every one of us, you know, we when we go through experiences, depending on the upbringing, we will somehow develop all these stereotypes and prejudices, right? It is important for us to then be aware of all these biases that we have developed within us, the belief systems that we have within us. And I feel that, you know, when we do the inner work in trying to understand ourselves better, we are in a better position to be able to affect and impact that change onto other people as well, right? Because you can't go out there and wanting to change the world where you yourself you aren't even sure of, you know, your own wounds, your own biases. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Then another thing I would say is let's start with um, for those with young people under their care. You mm-hmm. could be a parent. You could be an uncle, a young uncle or aunt listening, uh, because I know the profile of all listeners. Eh? Uh, you have a niece and a nephew. You have students. You're a teacher. You don't have kids, but you're a teacher. You have students, young young people under your care. 
what you can do is to start teaching them what respect looks like mm, yeah. and what disrespect looks like, what it sounds like, you know, and what, what it's not supposed to sound like. Like, start doing that. Um, last uh, night, I did a, a IG live with Sairwan and he shared an example of something that happened, something his son said. Some, his son is only nine mm -hmm. and he was playing this car video game at home. And then uh, he made this remark because I think he was, he was doing, he was playing so well, I think. And then uh, his mom walked in and he said, I think mama cannot drive as good as me. <laughs> and then I was like, hey, wait, where did you learn to say such things? It's not okay for you to say such things. I mean, he's saying it not based on anything other than the fact that, you know, in this game, all the players that you can choose are all men, for example, right? That's yeah. all normally the case. And then there are no women drivers there in the game. Mm -hmm. And so he assumes immediately that perhaps, mm -hmm. you know, my mom won't be able to drive as well. So what Usairwan did was brilliant because he stopped his son in his tracks at a very young age to, to correct him. That you cannot make generalized assumptions like that, right? You yeah. said about generalizations earlier. So I think everyone who has a student, a child, a niece, a nephew under their care, you need to also spot some things they say or do that they think is okay yeah. when it's actually not and then highlight it. And then once you explain ask them again do you understand okay okay can you give me another example or something <laughs> like or maybe you give an example okay how about this is this okay and and that's 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 what we can do that's part of our collective role yeah yeah, yeah. i think it's a great example I, I think it's about you know being aware right and then calling out on behavior that is not aligned to you know what, what we believe that respect should be like right and the more we have such you know open minded honest conversations you know with our kids with our family members i mean you know initially it might be hard especially if you've been brought up in you know an environment which openly talks about <laughs> you know or looks at you know a certain gender or race a certain way it might be initially challenging but you have to start somewhere right even if it's going to be, you know, feeling uncomfortable, you know, starting or initiating that conversation, but you have to start, you have to start yeah. somewhere. And, you know, slowly over time, you know, all these mindset shift, it takes time. It takes time. It yeah. takes a lot of perseverance um, to work on it, to work on it. Right. And, you know, I think at the end of it, we need to have the angle in mind where we need to be bringing up you know, our kids and our society to really understand where racism, sexism, misogyny are things that are totally, totally intolerable things in our lives, in our society, right? And it's about taking the time to understand that these things, you know, understanding these concepts, it should not be seen as a side project. It should not be seen as a pet project that we work on, that we think about only if we have the time or only if we have the resources to look into it, right? Because these are all unethical, inhumane and deep-rooted issues that actually result in injustice, and it perpetuates, you know, that cycle of further marginalization and segregation in the community, right? You know, even if, you know, we feel that they may be wonderful people doing great work or charity work or whatever not, but if they aren't aware of their biases, they are not going to be in a position to be able to, you know, make ethical, you know, decisions, right? Mm -hmm. Because they are simply not diverse enough to capture what we need to capture for the world to be a just place exactly very good points and i feel 
okay some homework for our listeners uh. i think let's let's read up if let's say this is still new for us i think we should read up more on on these issues number one number two another thing we can do to help everyone is when you see something wrong within uh the the four walls of your home within the four walls of your classroom don't leave it like it's a grave area thing but if it's a clear-cut no-no make it known that it's unacceptable so that these young minds learn from a very young age that they, they are not supposed to behave that way they are not supposed to use such terms uh to to call someone or to label someone like when when they get a very clear and firm uh stand at a young age it, you know they 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 can uh conduct themselves better in the future they can think for themselves yeah. a bit better not saying that they don't need guidance anymore but they can you know think better at least that hey this is not okay and this is okay yeah so those are some things that we can also do Yeah, absolutely. Laying down that that foundation for the kids so that they can use that as a good reference, you know, growing up and navigating through their lives and making decisions for themselves, right? Yep. So, you know, the power of respect can make a difference, right? It can mm-hmm. keep families intact. It can keep marriages together. It can save lives. It can restore, you know, relationships. It can create an atmosphere where friendships thrive, and it can mm-hmm. inspire people to give more of themselves to the world, right? So, you know, respect is something that needs to be regularly practiced. You know, it's not just a learned thing that happens overnight, right? And it is a product of our ability to be able to relate to others in a way that you know considers their priorities and their feelings, and you know the mistakes that we make in the process. It is our best learning tool. We will face setbacks, but don't let that be the reason that you know it holds you back from educating yourself, from you know learning from those experiences to be a better human being, right? So I feel that you know disagreement is one thing, disrespect is quite another. If we want to have a better society, a society that lives together, that respects one another, we need mm-hmm. to restore the respect that has been lost. Right, which includes the ability to be able to hold people accountable for their behaviors and their actions. You know, otherwise, mm-hmm. it proliferates an unhealthy culture of you know you can't tell me what to do. I am entitled to say whatever I want to say, do you know whatever I want to do, and you can't stop me. Right, yeah. and I feel that this is a task for each and every one of us, not just for you know, the high position people or certain groups of people, but each and every one of us. We've got an important, important role to play, mm-hmm. right? And for us to actually work on ourselves, and you know, as long as you know, I feel that we have not been through you know these in- injustices and prejudices in in our lives. I feel that we are coming from a place of privilege, yeah. and I feel that it's through that it's important. It's our moral duty mm-hmm. to educate ourselves, right? To hold ourselves accountable, to unlearn all those self-limiting beliefs that we hold, you know, about ourselves and the world that we live in, and to relearn ones that will actually serve us and the society better. It starts from us, basically. Totally, it starts from us. You know, you look at yourself, look inward, look at yourself, because it starts with you. Mm-hmm. It truly does. Yep. 
All right. Thank you so much. That was a good episode. Awesome episode. Oh my gosh. Thank you, Ustaz, for you know you, joining Nam. in the episode. You know, I I really had such um, a good and insightful session as usual, and I hope that the listeners also you know had a good time, and I hope that this episode was um, really beneficial. You know, as part of your self introspection journey. So um, feel free to let us know what you think about the episode. You know, share with us your insights and your feedback. We would love to hear all about it. So you know, we can't wait for you to hear the next episode. But in the meantime, be bold, be beautiful, and stay the amazing you that you are. Take care, everybody. Bye bye. Bye. <laughs>